0: podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone it's a space where
1: we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope
2: welcome to in the thicket hello everyone here hi, a- oh. <laughs> hi. Um, it's uh, we're recording on in a more on the more in the morning i can't speak on the morning it's <laughs> on the morning <laughs> on the
0: morning of yeah. the fourth of the, the year right. of our lord Yes, <laughs> exactly um it's the so- 12th but yeah <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> uh it's a feast day of our lady of guadalupe so Ooh, yeah. everybody um and yeah how are we all doing we've got our guest today is trisha welcome trisha hello hey. is a relative of mine my <laughs> <sister>. <laughs> um,
0: yeah and we're so excited just to be together today and yeah how's everyone doing how are we all doing? Pretty good, you know? Waiting for the, today is supposed to be, like, some crazy weather, which I love. I don't know if you guys love it, but mm. I love crazy weather. Like, <laughs> not the kind, okay, not the kind <laughs> that, like, endangers lives and when you, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, but, it. like, I feel like if I was able to, uh, I don't know, like, run more, I could have been a storm catcher. Not mm. that you run a lot, but, mm. like, you just oh. got to be able to run back to your vehicle you know that <laughs> was so <laughs> something
2: I did not expect you to say like I didn't I didn't know where that was going I was like I thought you were gonna be like if I could run more I'd run I'd run <laughs> in
1: the weather yeah <laughs> yeah right I have a friend who does storm chasing or has wow. done really like gone down to that's the states cool. and like seen tornadoes and the whole wow. bit and it's very cool oh my yeah. gosh that's cool yeah that
3: is so cool
1: my, I like yeah Yeah, my dad's a meteorologist, and so (gasps) uh, he loves storms. Mm -hmm. And so I remember as a little kid, I'd always have these nightmares where there's like a tornado coming to the house, and my whole family needs to go to the basement. But my dad is like wide-eyed, looking out the window, being
0: like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um.
1: That is That's a little bit funny. scary.
0: Really yeah, hilarious. yeah. That never happened in real life. But like every birthday that I had from the time when I was like, except for the year that I turned two, there has been some kind of storm on. So mm. two years when we lived wow. in the prairies, there were tornado warnings, and we had to wow. go downstairs with all my birthday party people like <laughs> <and> shelter. <laughs> That's
2: fun. That, that is a cool birthday party situation. Yeah, yeah. memorable. Yeah, really totally. memorable. Yeah. Um, huh. I was just gonna say. One thing that struck me from all of our episodes so far is like we're definitely a Canadian podcast because we talk about the weather almost <laughs> every single almost every single episode. And like there's no other uh, podcast that I know that just is yeah. that
1: a uniquely
3: Canadian thing though?
2: Like talking about the weather. So, I, I think because like, we know?
3: have we have cool weather. Yeah, you know, we, we have a lot, a lot of changing all the weather. That's yeah, true. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. We should get your dad to come on every time, Nicole. Get, like an honorary, like the newscast. You know what, now, over to Louie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, like, weather you report.
1: know, Catholic podcast with weather
0: report. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 That would set us apart from oh, everybody. Yeah. It you know? really yeah. would. It's yeah. very different.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so everyone's doing the weather. Well,
0: we know the weather is right. Pretty, right. like, yeah. crazy where you are, Erin. But how are you doing otherwise? Mm-hmm. Well, today is my nephew's one year birthday.
2: Aww. My little cute nephew Crazy. who wow. is so sweet.
0: And he's like he's so funny because he um he just likes to be carried but then put down right away. So you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> one of those guys he comes up to you and he's like and then if you go to the washroom, he's like, and he like breaks down in like Aww. real tears Aww. down his face, you know. So you have to like I, many a time I brought him to the washroom with me because he mm-hmm. just, As he you just can. can't take oh, it. He just loves yeah. you so much, but he's like one of those kids who just loves people. Like he just loves yeah. like, being That's so cute. and loved, and yeah,
2: Aww.
0: the best type of kid to be around. <laughs> totally <laughs> loves
3: being
2: loved. Yeah. Most <laughs> of those other Grinch kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was kind yeah, of a Grinch kids. kid, actually. She was. That's true. Really? She, no, genuinely. Like the only person that she really loved, and she loved being held by my mom. Like my mom was like the moon and the stars and like everything. Everyone else was just trash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, like just don't,
2: don't even come near I I'm told I was similar. Like,
1: um, if my parents were holding me or whatever, and then someone came along and be like, hi, baby, blah, 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 you know, I would do this thing where I would kind of pretend I didn't see them and just. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: that's so you savage know? of you. You're such a savage baby. Oh, like a little past aggressive wow. baby, you know, <laughs> like, you
3: don't exist
2: and <laughs> gonna to pretend, gonna pretend. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh it's like those people that you you see out in the store or something that you don't really know that well and they just ignore you and you're like
1: well, oh yeah and then it's really awkward yeah yeah
0: yeah people yeah. used to do that when we would hand out candy at newman for halloween we would just go out and like hand out candy and then so it's like <laughs> you're talking directly to a person and you're like hey would you like some halloween candy? <laughs> and fully one third of the people that we would talk to would just pretend that you that they don't Didn't even see hear you <laughs> You're looking at me, and I know you hear me speaking to you. That's hilarious. Maybe
1: you know. I mean, a lot of people probably are still hearing the voice in their head, you know, of their mom when they were a kid, right? If anyone offers you candy That's on the right. street, right? Yes,
3: don't take donut. it. Yeah, right. That That's voice would totally out the door when I went to university. If anyone was offering me anything in the street, I was like, "Oh, give it to me. Free food. I will take it. I'll take your free food and your free food." Oh, yeah, shit. totally. Yeah, was mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the safest. So but you guys are always safe, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. Never <laughs> got any poison from your candy. No, <laughs>
2: just a public exactly. service announcement. If, if someone from Newman offers you candy, can just it, take it. Yeah, I'm you a survivor. survivor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's proved. Oh, that's great. Oh, so, uh, speaking... Well, I don't, we haven't really checked in. Nicole, how are you
1: doing? Oh, good. I'm good. I'm trying to get ready for... We, my siblings and I do, like, a secret Santa every year.
0: Mm, um,
2: and
1: so... Um, I think I can say this because this was after Christmas. Yeah. So, anyways, I have my brother in law. And so I talked with my sister. We figured out what I'm going to get him, and it's great. And then I just realized I haven't, I just realized yesterday, I haven't like ordered it yet. Oh, Oh, shoot. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, Amazon's (laughs) ready. Haven't you seen the like the ads for the FedEx and the Amazon shipping? They're like, they're ready for, they're ready to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hopefully it'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Rachel?
2: I am, uh, I'm surviving at this point. (laughs) I'm like in final essay writing mode and it's kind of, yeah, I just, I have like research before my eyes at all Mm -hmm. times of the day. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm grateful for this conversation. It's good to have sometimes built in. I don't know if it's good, actually. Part of me is like, this might be terrible once we're done because I have so much to write, but I think it is good. It's good to have built in time Mm -hmm. that you are forced to not, you know, be stressed about work and just be present to people so
0: yeah i'm excited
2: to be here but i definitely have on my heart all the students out there that are studying for exams writing essays with you When this airs, Absolutely. we'll be done. Woo-hoo. Exactly.
0: So just experience. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're a student, revel in yes. the feeling of now when you right. don't have any work before the new semester starts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless you're in a program where your work doesn't end between semesters, and so then I'm sorry that you're. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a podcast on suffering. So for
2: for that yeah. reason, you know, we're just with welcome. you in the suffering. Yeah, that's right. That's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so today's episode, it's really where, you know, we have Trisha on because we're talking about life U-turns and she definitely, um, as her sister, I sort of had a front row seat to her life. And so this is a topic I know that um, definitely resonates with, with you, Trish. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and, um, you know, life's U-turns, what's happened uh, to you sure. that that freeze? true.
3: <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I've had a lot of U-turns in the last, I would say, five years or so. Um, I am so 26 years old, and I graduated from my undergrad in 2016, and I graduated with a degree in political science and French and Spanish. Um, With the desire to go into politics, that was my desire, I um, have been super politically inclined ever since I was probably like 10 or 11. I remember Mm -hmm. doing my like grade five speech on the freedom of women in Afghanistan and my grade eight speech on child labor across the world. I was just like this crazy, passionate child um, who needed somewhere to channel that. So, yeah, I was going to go into political science. I went to political science and I actually worked in Ottawa for a year. I worked for a politician and I had all of these crazy kind of aspirations and all these things that I genuinely thought that God wanted me to do because of the gifts that I had been given. Um, And then I got very, very, very sick when I was in university. So when I was in my second year of university, uh, I had my first anaphylactic reaction um, the end of the first month of school, so in September. And I was playing soccer with my sister (laughs) and another friend of ours, and I started having an allergic reaction. And I thought it was just a regular allergic reaction. I have really bad seasonal allergies. Anyway, it wasn't. Um, I ended up going completely unconscious and I was in the hospital and I had to get two EpiPens and they told me, oh, you now have this deadly allergy. You have to figure out what what you're allergic to. And so I did all of these tests and all of these things, and there was never any conclusive results. Um, and I proceeded to have another two really major, three major allergic reactions and a ton of mini minor allergic reactions throughout the course of the next five or so years. Um, but I continued to try to pursue my dream. I went to Ottawa in that time, did all these things. And then when I was in Ottawa, I had two... Pretty bad allergic reactions, and my overall health was just very poor. So, I um, they kind of thought at that point they'd done some testing, they thought it was an autoimmune condition, mm. um, an undiagnosable one, as so many autoimmune conditions are. Mm. Um, I have like other kind of issues related to my body, so I get really bad eczema, I have really bad pain sometimes um, kind of abnormal bleeding, sometimes all these fun things that they don't really understand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the thing that was really hard for me is just, I was exhausted like all of the time. Um, So I kind of, I could never wake up and be ready to go. I was constantly waking up and just being, the tank was empty every day. And so I went back to school, I was gonna get my master's in public policy on the same trajectory. And then in the first time I tried to do my master's, I had an allergic reaction the first day of school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I came home, I had to come straight home and I um, talked to my parents and I was like, you know what, my body just wasn't ready to go back into a fully intense program. So I deferred for a year and started painting and then I tried to go back. And then in November, the second time I went back, I... Uh, had another hospitalization, um, so I had another anaphylactic reaction, um, and I had to go to the hospital because uh, it was getting progressively worse, so at that point, I came home, and I was like, okay, i tried to do all of these things, <laughs> and none of them are working, so maybe I'm just not meant to go into this path, on this path, at least right now, um, and I quit school, um, which really sucked. Cause I had like, I was doing really well and I had one final paper and like one final exam for each of my four courses. It's the only material that I had left to submit, but I couldn't do it. It happened right before, like I, my allergic reaction happened right before my exams and my body just was not cooperating. I was just not able to go to class, um, and study and all these things. Cause I was just so physically unwell. So yeah, I I quit school. And uh, now it's been, how long has it been? Two years, I think. And I, has it been two years already? Yeah, it's 2020. Wow, this year has flown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's been just, just over two years that I've quit school, um, or just around two years that I've quit school. Uh, and now I'm working as a full-time artist, which is very, very, very different from the career that I had imagined myself to be in at this mm-hmm. point. So that is the, those, mm-hmm. those are the U-turns that I've taken. I've tried very hard to stay on one path <laughs> and then God just kind of like, no. And I was like, eh, no, come on, let me stay. And then he's like, no. And so it happened like three or four times. I was very stubborn about it. I was not one of those people that was very um, willing to change my own vision for my life.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I just <clears throat> I just want to add to the the initials so the first anaphylactic reaction was in 2013 and we were playing soccer in this like intramural thing and her eyes had gotten really kind of puffy and big which was normal cuz she had these bad seasonal allergies and I was like you should go take like an antihistamine. So she left, she got off the the you know, it was an indoor soccer field or whatever. She she went to go do that and we were playing <clears throat> And our friend went to go check on her. And then they just never came back. And it was, there was like a rule cause it was a, it was a, um, it was it was a, a mixed, like a mixed, a mixed league. Mixed league. So yeah, you have to have
3: two girls on. We were the only two girls on our team. Yeah.
2: So they like gave permission because she had to go that like, I could, we could keep playing with me on the field. And, and about like maybe 20 minutes after they had gone, someone came in in like came sort of came in and was like, Hey, listen, you, do you want to go check on your sister? And I was like, listen, I don't play soccer. Actually, this was like literally the first soccer interview <laughs> ever played, and I felt it was, I was traumatic a ru-
3: for both of us for very different reasons. <laughs>
2: and I was like, I was like, listen, I, I I was a runner at that time, so I could I had endurance, but nothing else. I was like the only contribution I can make to this team is to be on the field. So I was like, listen, it's okay. I'll pl- I the game. I'll go. I'm sure she's fine. And like, no, I think you really should go. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to let the team down. And they were like, just go check on your sister, and that was really funny. But then it turned very not funny very quickly because I went out side and it was like so shocking there was two ambulances and she was like it was crazy so it was the first time like for mm-hmm. me to experience literally like normal life and then like the next second like yeah someone that you literally totally. just you know it's just normal yeah. you they're like a, maybe gonna die and yeah she that situation so it was like And for me, it was so weird because we live very close to the indoor. My parents' home is very close
3: to the indoor field. And so I was like with my friend, I was like, I'm just going to walk home. Mm. And he's like, no, you don't look good. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. And then all of a sudden, like everything started going crazy. I started throwing up and I was like, I'm going to faint. And I I couldn't, I didn't, didn't understand what was happening. Um, And the lady, oh, God bless her. She was like, (laughs) seriously, she, she was like, I'm calling Like initially when I went there, I was like, I'm just going to walk home. I'm going to take an anticipation. She's like, no, I I think I should call 911. And I was like, no, don't worry about it. Like, don't, don't, don't call the ambulance. Like I'm fine. And she did. And then I walked outside and that's when I started throwing up and Mm. fainting. And so it was, it was, for me, it was crazy because I've never had any food allergies growing up ever. Like nothing. Um, I've had seasonal allergies, but I've never
2: been. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. It came out out of absolutely
3: nowhere. So, um, yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah. that's tough and I remember you know a couple two years ago when um like Aaron and Rachel and I and our secret prayer friend um started meeting you know it was in the fall of 2018 and um I think this is like you're saying Trish when you were um you know having that last kind of try to to be in your program and I remember um you know, Rachel. Once in a while asking us to to keep you in prayer because you know because you're going through all of this stuff. It's hard to imagine that of that experience where you you know you're so you're so um, convicted and and of a certain call um, and desiring that and moving towards that and it's like you said, you're doing well in school and all these things. And then it and then and then it just doesn't happen. It can't happen. Yeah. Um, that's like. That's that's really tough, you know, and it's, it was, um, yeah. Especially when you feel like it doesn't, you know, if you feel if you feel like God was leading you in a certain direction, and then mm. and then all of a sudden it switches. Um, I imagine that that could could take a toll on even sort of trust in God or totally, anything yeah. like that, you know.
3: Yeah, and like I. I think for me, actually, Aaron. I came to Aaron one time um, when I was, because I was a part of the Newman Catholic Students Club. And I was actually in a leadership role there as well and that I had to step back from. And it was like everything that I wanted to do, I was being told like, no. (laughs) And I remember that just being, I'm so sorry.
2: No, it's okay. I'm
1: so sorry. No, it's okay. And thanks so much for sharing this. I know it's it's hard mm-hmm. to cry. And I'm so sorry. I didn't expect <laughs> myself to cry. But
2: okay. it just,
1: it's very painful um, yeah,
2: totally. to just
1: go
3: back to that place and totally. just remember having this heart for wanting to give and then just being told no, like, no, 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 no. And everything just being taken away.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, it was very, very, very hard. <laughs> it still is, clearly. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> that was very unexpected.
0: There's <laughs> no need to apologize, for sure. I remember being in a car with you. and We were talking about, I don't even know where we were driving. I just remember being in a car with you and talking about the master's program and, like, yeah. accommodations and, like, the requests. Yeah. That and that was, like, getting close, I think, to the... To the time, to time.
3: leaving yeah. yeah yeah and um I think what you guys are doing is really good because a lot of people when they're suffering are constantly suffering you know and your life continues to happen like you have to continue to live when things that you want don't happen you know and so I, I think for me like that is the place that I'm in now where like I am happy and I'm very grateful. I have so much to be grateful for and I am so so blessed because my situation I have a crazy, crazy support system. You know I can live with my parents and I have my sister and my family and my fiance is amazing but and so many people don't even have that in my situation but I I'm still living through my new reality. Right, And that is so many people. And it feels very, very, it can feel very isolating.
0: Yeah. I feel like um, when you're, even when you were talking, makes me um, think about a conversation that I had with a friend when we were talking about our own sense of like, even for me, like leaving my job and things like that because of fibromyalgia and the sense of like, I don't understand sometimes why, I know that the Lord has given me these gifts that I oh. have been using and that I can use and that I desire to use. And he's saying, I don't want you to like, yeah, there's not a way, like, there's not a way to use these gifts. Like it, it, like there's a part of it that just doesn't make sense from my perspective, you know, like obviously my all knowing totally. perspective of like, totally. what the heck are you doing God, you know, but, totally. but like that, it feels like a, like kind of like a uh, an internalized frustration that's kind of it just like creeps out once in a while and it's like this balancing beam of like sometimes I'm really grateful for you know the things that I have and then sometimes I'm just really frustrated yeah. that yeah. I can't do more anymore. or yeah totally like, yeah yeah I
3: don't I still don't get that honestly I don't understand because the other weird thing and I'm sure you've experienced this as well is like it's not just that you have these gifts and you use them. It's like when you use them, they bear so much good fruit. Mm -hmm. And it's, and like when I was in school and granted, maybe I was doing too much, but like, I was doing really well in school, you know, like it was, my marks were amazing. I was like in a way thriving in some senses and in other senses, completely destroying myself. So, you know, there's that dichotomy, but I just, I, it's very confusing. And I think, I can understand it more from like a personal relationship with God thing where God's like, okay, I need you to, I need you to depend on me and to rely on me. And you are someone who is, who prides themselves so much on self-sufficiency that I want you to not. <laughs> so from that perspective, I get it. Cause I, I am someone who really does pride myself on being able to do the best that I can and, you know, put my best foot forward and, take every opportunity I can take. I've always been like that my whole life. So Mm -hmm. I, I, from that perspective, but then from like how I'm supposed to be in the world, it's very confusing because I have I do have these gifts and I am very passionate about them. And I, um, and politics is super hard and difficult, but it's something that I think that we as Catholics should be not scared to enter into, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can do that with love and with charity and grace um, and hold maybe nuanced positions <laughs> mm-hmm. which you know needs to happen in the political world I think mm-hmm. a little bit more and I and so it's something I'm really passionate about that part too being a, a Catholic in the political sphere but that's like not my calling right now and that is can be very it's very confusing and um, yeah. definitely very frustrating
2: yeah yeah um I'm just thinking about um you know like, obviously we're still processing this journey, right? Trisha's journey is not, it's not, we're really not at the end of it, which is part of why this is such a valuable conversation. I think is like for people to know that when you're in the middle, like the middle is, is hard and it's the middle because you don't know what's coming after, you know, but you're, but God calls you to be in that place um, with him um, and that he has, he has something to say to you in that, in that moment. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I wanted you to talk about, maybe Trisha, if you're okay with it is, the first reaction that you had, I remember we chatted about your experience of like, like kind of the closest point that you were to like maybe dying, you know, and like what that was like and maybe how that has informed in some ways, not the dying part, but like how you experienced that some ways of how you're moving through this middle bit of of your experience, you know? Yeah. So,
3: um, Hopefully I'm not going to cry if I do. I'm very sorry. Okay. I'm okay. try it very very Hello. hard to hold back. I'm tears. just still
0: continuing to so that you can have permission to at any point. Um
3: yeah, I I it's so weird these things. These sometimes I talk about them I have like no emotion mm-hmm. in, and attached and then sometimes I do and it's just like waterworks. But it's a um, podcast
1: about suffering, so tears are of yeah, <laughs> of
3: course, <no. laughs> So everyone who's listening mm-hmm. feel free yeah. to shed one. That's um, it. Um but I was so there was a point at which I remember, so I, I fainted after I was like throwing up and stuff. Sorry if this is too much information for some people, I fainted. Um, and I was starting to go in and out of consciousness and this is before the ambulance had arrived. Um, and before I had gotten any like epinephrine. So I was like, I couldn't breathe anymore at this point. It was, it was really, really bad. And I remember like when I started going unconscious, um, I, I could feel myself, my body, like, it was, first of all, panicked, totally, total and total panic, so, it, you know, there's crazy anxiety, but then I was starting to go, like, out of consciousness, and I remember having a thought, like, like okay <laughs> this is it <laughs> you're you're going you're going you can't do anything and I couldn't you can't do anything about it right like you're you're when if and for anyone who's ever had an anaphylactic reaction or like a near--death experience when your body is just going crazy when you're when your airwaves are closing up when you're not able to breathe like there's just not, you're so out of control you're so aware of how little control you have that there's some sort of like okay like you know what like it's happening like there's nothing I can do um, and and I remember everything going black and I remember looking like looking for our Lord and like looking for our mother. Mm -hmm. And I was nothing. There was like nothing. And I, and I, again, then I started going back. They, they administered the EpiPen and I started having these crazy contractions. So I was starting to kind of gain consciousness. And I remember hearing my dad like praying in the ambulance and like, I don't remember these things well, like they're, they're snippets kind of that I've formed together based on what memories I do have eventually I woke up and I remember having a real like crisis of faith. Cause I remember being like, okay, like that was the closest that I'd ever been to dying in my adult memory. When I was a child, I had a close experience, but as an adult, that's, I like, I have never, ever, ever come close to death. And that was kind of the closest. Um And I, and God just wasn't there. Like I didn't get any sort of comforting feelings or, um, knowledge of God's presence. Now I didn't die, right? Like I didn't actually ever die. So just as a disclaimer to everyone, um, (laughs) I don't know what that actually means, but I was very, very close in the sense that like I had completely stopped breathing and all of these things had happened. Um, and I really had to work through my experience of God being more than my feeling of God in a way, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think you can know God exists and you can experience Jesus. Like I think for all of us here, part of the reason that we hold fast to our faith is because we have met the person of Christ, like actually met the person of Christ, which I think is essential if you um, care about your Christian faith. But in moments where, the feeling of that experience is not there, we still have to experience God somehow. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that I still am working through in some ways. I think like there's a trauma attached to that because you, you feel abandoned and you like, you know, you're confused and you don't understand how, where God is present in that feeling. Um, But there's also, I, I, I do have a deeper knowledge that, God was there, you know, even though I didn't, I couldn't feel his presence. And I think that that has translated to the way that I live my life now. Like, even though my desires are not, my initial desires are not being met. um, And even though I don't quite understand what God is doing in my life all the time, um, there's a deeper knowledge that he is present, even when I cannot experience him in the ways that I'm used to experiencing him. And in some ways I've gotten more grace to experience him now, I think, than I did in that moment. But yeah, I think that that does translate to how you live your life where you have to, you have to work through that. You have to, I think it's, I think everyone at some point in their life is going to have to work through that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, maybe for some people they live their whole lives on having that type of experience, but then when they're dying, they'll have that experience. Or maybe some people, it's the opposite. They live their whole life having that experience. And when they're dying, they don't have that experience. I, Mm. I think it's going to be different for everyone, but I think there is a moment in which God challenges us to go past our understanding of him and to still experience him in a way that we we just can't understand.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, it makes me think of, you know, Jesus on the cross, right? He's praised his father. Why have you, father, why have you abandoned me? Exactly. And I think that, um, you know, we can think of perhaps, uh, you know, Jesus going through his own torture and crucifixion and death um, and then resurrection as it's like, well, he was, you know, he was still God. So he Mm -hmm. was probably, there was probably a sense of like, where he was like, still kind of knowing God's presence and stuff but it's like totally. well actually you know not really like we're all called to to experience this death um in some way to follow Christ on the cross and when we experience that it's a real death yes. like it's not right, it's yeah. not it doesn't it's not like death but it like not but pretty. you know we still feel God's presence it's like yeah, no yeah. actually it no. might just be like black just yeah. nothing yeah. like yeah. A real death because Jesus yeah. experienced real death yeah um I think that's, that's totally that's like yeah like you say that's kind of traumatizing like yeah like, definitely um, where where is God in that and like you say you, he there was no sense of God and yet you knew that he was there and yet
0: in that moment you didn't and no moment, I didn't it was not it was yeah. just not, yeah. I feel not, like it's like a like yeah. a different even a different way of being with God like because that's been totally for me one of the things too that I've been like trying to I don't know walk through somehow or just like see what the Lord is doing or what the experience of God is like in those things or in those times and and it's like a different way of being with God where it's not that he's with me but that I'm with him like it's not that mm. he's because he is with me like we're always together you know but always, it's not yeah. that he's with me like um like giving it, you know his consolation or his tender care or whatever but it's that I'm with him and he is on the cross you know and mm. like I we're there together and there's always like an image that I have um sometimes when I pray of like I don't even know how it works because physically this does not work but like I'm like standing with him while he's on the cross and I'm like standing somehow on the thing that his feet are Mm -hmm. sitting on and like wrapping my arms around, mm-hmm. you know, the cross like that, or sometimes even not, but I don't fall off anyway. So it defies <laughs> physics physics. Definitely. That's okay. But God, it's like that's this fine image, you yeah. know? Like that, totally. Oh uh, so like being with him totally. in that. But but really when you're saying like the real death, that was for me really surprising actually, in some of the deepest suffering that I've had in my life, that mm-hmm. that in those times it they have been the most conspicuous absences of God that I have. Totally that I found.
3: Yeah. 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 And I think like something that people don't talk about, there's two things that I think that people don't talk about when it comes to suffering enough in the church. Um, and one is like real fear. Like I mm. think, you know, when I was, I've had a couple of those experiences where I've been close. That was the one that I was definitely the closest to actually dying, but there's been a co- my couple of my inflective reactions were really, really bad. And um, like, there's real fear like your body just like just your body like if anyone has chronic suffering or is ill like has some sort of illness where that is a reality for them like there is like real your body just physical reaction that your body goes through is a fearful one and that is okay like I think that People need to know that they're not alone in that reaction. You know, like it's a very normal reaction for your body to feel afraid. Um, and then the other thing is just like the pain of disappointment. Like I love my life, but there is real pain that it did not end up the way that I wanted. And I have to grieve that pain because yeah. if I don't, then I'm lying about Mm -hmm. How, where I'm actually at, you know, I'm not actually being honest to people that I love being an artist. It's, I think what God probably intended for me all this time, you know, I I genuinely believe that and that gives me a lot of joy. But there is real pain in that I didn't live out my dream, what I thought was my dream. And that is okay also like it's okay to grieve the fact that your life did not turn out the way you wanted it to it doesn't make you less holy you know Mm -hmm. um eventually you have to move on and like maybe if you you know you 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 hold on to that your whole life long that might make you less holy (laughs) but (laughs) if you feel that you know and you even if you feel that for your whole life and you don't you're not trying to but you but you you're aware that's a reality for you that doesn't make you less holy, that's mm-hmm. that's normal. And if you if you don't if you're not honest with that, then you're not having an honest relationship with God, you know, because there's real pain and disappointment, there really is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, and that's a suffering in and of itself, right? Just having to um, Process that pain. Like nobody, nobody wants to feel disappointed. Nobody enjoys no. it. So it's like not something that you want to carry with you. But sometimes you have it, and and like you said, I think it, you know it's a mistake to dismiss that disappointment. You you have to grieve it somehow or mourn it, and not dwell in it forever. Yeah, but you, for sure. You have to acknowledge it and give it to the Lord and yeah. kind of deal with Him about it. You know, in yeah. your prayer. Um,
0: yeah, I have to believe it. Like. Uh, when, one time when I was praying, um, kind of just praying with, like, the passion accounts and even realizing that the physic, the closest that Mary was physically to Jesus in the whole passion was when he was dead in her arms mm. after the wow, cross, yeah. you know? A lot of, of that. And, like, just even that sense of, like, what that would have been like for her. Like, he is there and he, like, even... Like that God knows because God is a triune God, the depth of her grief, even if the presence, like the life presence of Jesus is not there. Like it's like we're getting into like von (laughs) Balthazarian area. And like like my head is gonna start floating. But you know what I mean? But even that like there's something too that's comforting in in that that our lady was there in like more than I can experience god's absence in something like she yeah
2: she yeah. experienced
0: it yeah right oh yeah so, like
1: the sword will pierce your heart like mm, i think that's like a really helpful sometimes way of thinking of you know that's what was prophesied to mary like a sword will pierce her heart and that's what she experienced and i think that mm-hmm. that sometimes that's um what the Lord might allow for, for some of us. Right. And like, Mm -hmm. like the real, real pain, like, um, yeah,
2: I think all of us, I think everybody, you know, in some form, some, I mean, that's why we have this podcast basically, because everyone is going to experience this or has experienced it in some way in our lives um, because Mm -hmm. this is the reality of the fall is the reality of what it means Mm -hmm. to be on this side of heaven. And also but, but the beauty of it, right? And so like, okay, this is, it's really hard stuff. But in living through this, like in Trish living through this and me as her sister, like we've had to figure out like, okay, well, yeah, it's really, really <laughs> hard. But where where is God in this? Like, what is yeah. he calling us to? Because the resurrection is is the promise of the, the cross is the promise of the resurrection in a way, right? Like you go through the cross, not just to go through the cross, yeah. but to experience mm-hmm. the resurrection.
3: It's like that, that saying, like, you know um it's not about the like it's not about the destination it's the journey like okay like sure you know it's about (laughs) the journey but the thing is like you want to get somewhere like I never like that saying because I'm like that leaves me with nothing. Like I am yeah. someone who is looking for something. Destiny. No, you I'm, not, I'm not looking the destiny. for the journey. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing is like, <laughs> there's truth in that, in the sense that like, yes, you have to be present to your life right now. You can't only be thinking, but like I, there, there is a death. There has to be. Otherwise, you know, I, I don't, I don't willingly look at my suffering as a good thing. If there's no, there's no, you know, fruit from that, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, and actually I remember Rachel saying this to me, I have, I've talked to Rachel so much about this. This has been a topic that we have ex, like, exercised in our conversations many times, but um, I remember her saying to me like, and this is always, always with me, her saying like, you know, this is the freedom that you find here is going to be true freedom. And I think that that is part of the consolation that people who are suffering right now can take is that even even if your suffering is indefinite, you know, even if there's no end to it, let's say, the freedom that you find in that place, that's like true freedom. You know, it's not it's not the freedom once it's been resolved, because once it's been Mm -hmm. resolved, everyone can look back on a bad experience and take away good from a bad Mm -hmm. experience. But when you're in an experience that is very difficult and very trying, that freedom, that's like real, you know, that's something that if you're able to be free in that experience while you're living it, then Mm. that and you've hit, you've caught on to something, you know, you've got something that's like Mm. gold and that you, you shouldn't get rid of and you shouldn't you shouldn't dismiss and you shouldn't be just always looking ahead. As much as looking ahead is really important, you should be holding on to that freedom and 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 rejoicing with the Lord that you found that he's given you the grace to be free in what you're going through right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a book uh Father Jacques Philippe and it's called Interior Freedom and what you're mm-hmm. saying is kind of reminding me of that and there's a there's a line in it and he's quoting he's quoting uh writings of people who, you know, were in concentration camps and lived right. through really awful things. Um, and I, I don't remember who it is that he quotes uh, from this quote, or maybe it's him, but um, anyways, one of the lines is, no matter what is happening in your life, you can still love, and you can still grow in holiness. Um, so there, you know, and I remember reading that and being like, that does not feel very comforting, <laughs> you know? But but then actually, it's really interesting, because that's the line that's been coming back to me, in, and it's like, It's like this, well, you, you can still love, like that can never be taken away from you. You can still, you know, you can still pray. No one can ever take that, nothing, nothing, Mm -hmm. and no one can ever take that away. Um, and so it's sort of like a, I don't know, like it seems to me when I read it, I was annoyed I was like, that's, (laughs) I don't know, you know, but it's been sticking with me
2: and it's been kind of comforting. So I don't know. It's just, Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Erin, you go.
0: Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say even the um, the idea of like martyrdom, right? Like, because uh, it's also in addition to being our Our Lady of Guadalupe's feast day, it's also the feast day of Saint uh, Jane Francis de Chantal. Mm. Um, but from the divine, or from the office of readings this morning, this is like a line from it: "Divine love takes its sword to the hidden recesses of our inmost soul and divides us from ourselves." Mm-hmm. Um, which is like yeah. super intense, that's so intense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, but even that idea, cause it really is, I feel like it is, um, a martyrdom and that's exactly what she's talking about is that there are mm-hmm. some who are physical martyrs and there are some who are white martyrs, like who, um, and, and really that in some way the Lord wants to draw us all into that where we are divided in our, from ourselves. Not that like, n- um, I don't know, not in a weird way, but from our, like from our own atta- our attachment to our own will, you know? So like mm-hmm. even, so that freedom mm-hmm. is totally related to like where we can still desire the Lord's will, even in our pain, like even when desiring our own will mean would mean like more comfort for us or more like, I don't know, ability to escape things or, you know? But like mm-hmm. there's such a freedom in when we're able to be united with the Lord's will in that that's like,
2: yeah. Amazing. Strange, yeah. yeah. I, one of the things that when we were having, when we have these kind of conversations and even in my own life, like whatever sufferings that I've experienced and, and gone through, it's helped me to be in touch with my like actual desires, like my deepest desires, you know? And, and as I reflected on that for like maybe the last like few years in my life, I, I've come to sort of articulate, okay, at least for me, my deepest desire really is to be free. Like I just long, mm-hmm. like I'm not someone who, um, like, you know, I struggle with authority in some ways, like I'm not a rebel or something, but I just, I have a desire to express myself freely and just be really, really free. And the Lord has really affirmed that and helped me to understand the meaning of freedom that like, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where this conversation with comes from. has come from, that like there, that capacity to choose and to express who I truly am in in a, in the in the most real way can never kind of like Nicole said be taken away from me but only if i embrace the opportunities that god has given me in my life that are very difficult because it's almost like it's almost like training ground for that muscle of freedom that like mm-hmm. i right. don't have the comfort to kind of lift me up in my choices in my in my free choices i really have to i have to actually choose in this situation of like incredible discomfort and, you know, stress and distress and all this stuff, I have to exercise that real will, you know, and be like, I actually want the Lord. I really want heaven. I really want to love. I really want. And there's something to me, obviously, we, we have to mourn all the hard stuff and and be real about that. But there's something to me that's exciting in that that's like, okay, this is what it really means to live with God, you know? Um, there's, there's sort of like this mission and adventure in my interior life that I'm invited to. That's like bigger really than anything else that I could do physically in this world, you know?
0: Um, so yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
0: crazy, man. We got all metaphysical for a a little bit, you know, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yes. Thanks, Trish, for, like, you know, oh
2: being so real and sharing what you're living. And hopefully this is so going to be a blessing, yeah, blessing to somebody out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, and we do also- have fun. I just want to say, like, our oh, family. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we have a lot of fun. We <laughs> have a very fun family, I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we don't <laughs> sit around just, like, talking about, you know. Suffering all the suffering time. Okay. Suffering <laughs> um well and yeah. so
1: trish you you created the logo for this podcast yes, yes. <laughs> we're so grateful for you and your oh. and your art it's so beautiful if you guys Thank haven't you. yet go check out her instagram page what's that it's made made marion you want to spell illustrated that? yeah made marion illustrated marion with i-o-n at the yeah. end
3: Cool. Yeah. yeah
2: we'll yeah. maybe put it in the show notes yeah we'll oh, for definitely. sure yeah. um and yes. link it but yeah I mean that's such a gift too there's so much fruit coming from that you totally that God has done in your life <laughs> all of us so definitely Praise God definitely. um okay so um, it's time for God winks and which is kind of you know stuff <laughs> like moving from our intense conversation to some lighthearted anecdotes about how Jesus has been humoring us in our lives recently so anyone want to share God wink Um,
0: Okay, so uh, I have been waiting for a while, like it's a long story, but the short story is I've been waiting for a while to get this um, appointment with a specialist that I need to go and see and um and like just kind of the weight of that has been hanging over me like this has to happen like what is it gonna happen you know whatever um and then so then the other night it was like the eve of the feast of the immaculate conception and when I was praying at night I kind of just like you know sometimes you're just like I feel like Mary's just Mary's presence you know like just maternal presence there and I was like okay here's what I need you to do there's like (laughs) these two things that I need you to do, please, you know, um, that's my first response and not like, Mary, you're so beautiful. Do this for me, please. (laughs) Um, so mom, 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 I was just gonna say, (laughs) how different is that from like moms in general though, right? Like that's exactly how we handle with life. That's right. right. Exactly. So I take comfort in that. Um, and, uh, so then, then the next day I was like, okay, so I go to mass. And then after mass, I came up from mass and there was an email with an appointment for the, this specialist and i was like oh awesome. good and then i was like yeah. hey i believe you're gonna do this other thing that i was praying for which is like an intention um i mean i won't share because that's a longer story too. but then i got to my sister's house who we were talking about something i'm like oh my gosh the lord is moving here too like this other thing both of these things that i put in the hands <laughs> of our lady are like i'm like why do i not do this all the time like every mm. single thing like Mary I need a really good shampoo <laughs> you know
2: anyway so I I'm mean she sure. would know about that probably she would
0: yeah she probably 100%. gorgeous 100%. <laughs> yeah exactly that's really right.
3: uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool um, Trish yep Nicole. yeah my, my my God, so yesterday uh so there's in something in an area of my life where I have been kind of uh let's say just fighting against the Lord a little bit and not, not want like struggling to trust and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, earlier this week, I finally, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm trying to trust you here, Lord, but you just got to give me a little, you just got to mm-hmm. just give me a little sign. I just need a little, I need, I need, you just need to help me out here, you know? And then I kind of forgot that I prayed that. And then uh, it was yesterday. I was in uh, just having my little prayer time and, uh, I've been just going through, just reading a little like a section of of a gospel each day, and just kind of going through. Like I'm in Matthew right now, um, so I like looked up the passage in Matthew, and it was this one where um, Jesus is like, you know, the the. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm going to not quote it it's in Matthew 11, but it's like, uh, the children played, they sang, we, the children say, you know, we sang for you and you did not dance and we played a dirge and you did not weep. And I always read that. And I'm like, I have no idea what this is talking about. That's like, what dirge. is, I don't even know. <laughs> I tried to like, like, what is the meaning of this verse kind of thing? And, uh, so I was like, well, whatever. And then I remembered how my spiritual director was like, you know, talking about reading some scripture meditations and stuff. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll just do that. So then I looked up, the, the readings from daily mass for yesterday, and that was the gospel, was wow. this passage. And so then I looked up uh, this I use the word among us, they have uh, like meditation. Oh, yeah. And the verse that they picked out to focus on and meditate on was that verse that I found, you know. And then the meditation was all about, like, uh, it was saying, you know, it's basically, so often, like, what the scripture's meaning is like, oh, you know. Uh, we were like the children's like well you know I did this and you didn't dance and I you know we did play this music and you didn't do, and basically it's like us saying to God well I'm doing this so you're supposed to do this mm. and it's just saying the Lord is saying no like follow me like my ways are like mm. like follow my lead you know which is a line that I've been like for, like the idea of following the Lord's lead that has been coming back to me and I've put it into songs written and all these things so it just felt like the Lord just being like Okay, here's your here's your thing, or just like to to remind me of like this trust and I don't know it made me cry. Totally, it was great. Awesome. So, oh,
0: sweet. So. What is a dirge?
1: Dirge? Oh, a dirge. It's like a very sad song, like a funeral. Like,
2: okay, um, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even know what that word means. That's yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Trishiva um,
3: Yeah, this happened a little while ago, actually, maybe like a month ago, but I think it's worth sharing. So, uh, my fiance is American, uh, and he was coming back across the border. And, um, we, he has to like quarantine for, four. there was all this paperwork we had to do and stuff. And we didn't really know about all the stuff till very close to when he was supposed to leave. And I, so he submitted all paperwork and they said that they could take up to like 14 business days to get back to us. And he was leaving within like 10. And so I just prayed and I was like, Lord, like, I know that you love me, like, very, very much. Like, I know you love everyone, but I know you love me, like, especially. So just please <laughs> let his paperwork come on time. And and the thing is, he's a bit crazy. He's like, I'm going to leave anyway, and we'll just see what happens. And I was like, this is a terrible idea. But okay, because I'm such a, like, rule- She's like, a rule stickler. follower. i oh, yeah. such a stickler for the rule. Oh, yeah. This is a terrible idea. And I get very nervous when rules are not perfectly followed. So anyway, I was like, Lord, you love me so much, so let this happen. And literally, the day that he left he got his email confirming that he could come across the border. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, man, this is a real miracle. And I know it doesn't sound like much, but guys, I work in politics. I know that the government can sometimes take, at like at least the amount of time that they say, sometimes longer to get back to you. Mm-hmm. And I remember just feeling so loved by that. Uh, response because it took 10 business days for them to get back to us which it was supposed to take at least 14 so I remember being like okay you do love me especially and I recommend that prayer (laughs) for everyone because God (laughs) does love you especially and you just be shameful about it you know just go yeah. to him and be like, you love me so much. I know especially you. Especially
0: more than all of these other <laughs> shots. <shimucks. laughs>
2: yeah. You know, it's so funny. I, I've told Trish this before, but like sometimes she reminds me so much of St. Trez, like just her, con- like the way that God mm-hmm. has made her mm-hmm. as a person. She's just, she's just like, I'm awesome because Jesus loves me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like St. Trez is so much like that too. I just love
0: her. Oh, That's awesome. Hopefully you're not the annoying sister, Rachel, who's cracking her rosary beads. I really could be. It's <laughs> (laughs)
2: Um, but yeah Uh, what's my god wink I think you know honestly I'm just gonna say that my god wink is that I'm I'm here I have not uh dropped out of my master's program (laughs) for failure to submit assignments and you know it's I know I feel like it's so boring because every week that we come here that's basically my god wink is related to being in school and I'm loving it but it is sort of I'm sort of in a time crunch that's like it's a big one it's a there's a lot of writing that's happening right now so mm-hmm. I'm just grateful the Lord is sustaining me and I feel a lot of peace despite the chaos so that's definitely grace because when you know low like low sleep and bad eating and usually we <laughs> of stress and mm-hmm. you know but I'm but yeah I'm doing okay and I think that's just grace so praise God for exam mm. final grace you know totally end totally. of semester grace amen
0: <laughs> Amen. Jesus Um, is coming soon. So we're not going to have to worry about it. Yeah. 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 That's right. Somebody else says we were talking about,
2: I think, I don't think this is on the podcast. This is like our conversation that we were having at one time at our meeting, but ornaments for 2020. Remember? Yeah. We did that
0: on the podcast. Oh, did we? Did we? Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I like the dumpster fire one. That's my favorite. It's just like a 2020 dumpster fire. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was brilliant,
0: but apparently not because I've seen so many other Christmas ornaments. One is like a 2020 where... The last zero is a roll of toilet paper that's like flowing out of the That's yeah. good. Yeah, I like it. That. Is good. Super it's kind of crazy that we're reaching oh. the end of the year. So, um, I mean,
2: I guess this episode's going to air twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. So, yes. wow. Hello, so welcome to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, This is yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah, Trish. Thank you so much. I mean, yeah. this. You know, we really are hoping that that. One of our things is people don't feel alone in what they're going through, and, and it can be so lonely to go through something like you've gone through. So, you know, I mean, you you had us. And I had, know. yeah. You <laughs> we were not alone. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. For anyone out there who's you know struggling through something very difficult right now, we're we're always praying for everybody who's listening and. Um, We feel very privileged to be able to have these conversations and just, you know, have the Holy Spirit be present with us. And we hope that, you know, we just pray that He would be with you and, yeah, and um, that you wouldn't be, feel alone in whatever you're going through. So thanks, Trish. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. Cool. All All right. right. See you guys next week. All right. Next week,
0: everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.